It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. Is your organization doing the right thing? That's a great question, right? One of the things we hear all the time about Agile and having Agile work inside of an organization is it has a lot to do with company culture and organizational culture drives how agility works. But there are eight things that you may be doing right now that are killing your ability to be agile. So I thought I would go through and describe the top eight things that I feel are destroying, destroying agility within business. And let's go straight to number one, a hierarchical organizational structure. So if you're spending all your time organizing the company org chart and trying to make sure that you have the right patterns and paths of communication, and if you're spending all your time talking about escalation processes and how things are going to, I mean, while these things are important, don't get me wrong, you need to have some type of plan. It's a matter of if you sit here and focus all of your time and attention on creating this, this structure, you're not focused on the outcome. You're focused on the output. You're focused on the process and tools instead of the individuals and interactions, <laughs> borrowing from the Agile Manifesto, right? So we need to find ways to switch that around and stop trying to be so hierarchical about the way we're doing things and start focusing on how we can treat everyone as a, as a major contributor to our plan and how we can leverage relationships and leverage communication to help us do things better. All right, let's go on to number two. Uh, a lack of learning culture within the organization. Now, this is interesting because you'll hear teams and organizations say, oh, well, failure is an option and it's okay to fail as long as you learn. And all. It, But then when it comes down to it, if you fail, you're in trouble, right? It's, it's incredible to me to see the number of organizations that say they promote learning and they promote training and they promote an organizational culture of trying new things. When in actuality, what they mean is we promote an organizational culture of trying new things as long as it doesn't change anything we're currently doing. And <laughs> I know some of you laughed at that, but it's true. It blows my mind to see when organizations, teams don't know exactly what they want, and they're trying to say it's okay for us to pivot as long as the pivot isn't severe. The whole concept of working in short iterations is that we can learn what doesn't work and learn what works and pivot and adjust. And I think that sometimes we take that culture away from teams. All right, let's go on to number three. Fragmented responsibilities are working in silos. This is where you have people who maybe you, you say, oh, we should have one product owner that governs these things. But the one product owner is a product owner over seven different products. So because they're a product owner of seven products, you backfill and get a, a product manager and a product lead and a product liaison. And I think you see where I'm going with this. So you've separated all the responsibilities and accountabilities of the product owner out across four, five, six, seven people. And as a result, they are spread too thin and they're not able to get things done they need to get done. And I'm throwing an and in here. And you have people who say, I'd rather just bury my head and work in this silo because I'm the only one who knows what I'm talking about. And people lack the ability to grow and improve their skill sets. They lack the ability to contribute to their to, to goals uh, as an organization or collaborate or have alignment with other people. Everything they do is obstructed. Everything they do is broken down. Uh, if you are looking at your agile organization and you're saying everything that we do is controlled by the change approval committee or change approval board, that's your sign right there that you are working in fragmented siloed areas and you need to get people on the same page and get people to talk to each other. All right, let's go to number four. 
This one's going to blow people's mind, but I'm going here. If your company is still doing individual assessments and appraisals based on your performance, that is a sign that you're not going to do very well with Agile. Agile tends to focus on teamwork. Agile tends to focus on how we can all collaboratively work together towards a common goal. We should have team-oriented goals and team-oriented appraisals and team-oriented sessions, and we should work towards self-organizing teams and help teams have autonomy and creativity and allow teams a culture of innovation and of a psychological safety where they can apply radical candor feedback. Those are all things that are going to help the organization be successful instead of a deep dive focus on individuals. All right, let's go to number five. When your organization values output over outcome, if they start measuring, well, last sprint you did this many story points and this sprint you're doing this many more story points. Okay, I get it, right? It's just, it's not about how many points you complete or how many lines of code you write. All of that should be garbage data at this point. You know, if we're looking for that, we can just go to one of the AI tools and get that information, right? I mean, we can crank stuff out like it's nobody's business. The quality of what you crank out and the focus on outcome and how it impacts people should be so much more important than output. But yet so many organizations are still leaning in on output over outcome. It blows my mind. So we need to make sure that if we're going to do Agile successfully, that we have factors in place about how we measure success and make sure that it's aligned with goals, both company-wide, our North Star, as well as team goals and objectives. That way we tend to lean in and focus more on outcome instead of output. Okay, here comes another one that's going to blow people's mind. Efficiency over effectiveness. I'm going to say it again. Efficiency over effectiveness. And most people don't know the difference between these two. When you think about agile teams, uh, their goal should be to be effective in creating value and achieving their goals. If someone is super efficient, but they're not achieving goals, they're getting a lot of work done, but it's all crap, then who, who cares, right? I think we need to talk more about um, how we can be effective instead of constantly focusing on being efficient. And I think that, you know, I even had a leader in a company, I, the company we're in a name, because this is terrible. They called me into an office and they begged me to have access to JIRA. And, I, and it's a senior vice president. I'm like, fine. So I finally got him access to JIRA. And the first thing he did was call me in and say, I need you to go talk to Ritesh and ask him if he wants to take, he, he only put in 6.2 hours in Jira yesterday. I want you to go ask him if he wants to take the 1.8 as sick time or vacation time because I'm tired of these inefficiencies. And you might be laughing, but that's real. And people think that those inefficiencies are going to cripple their ability to get stuff done. If we can start focusing on effectiveness and what we're doing in the most effective way and how we're achieving our goals, that should trump efficiency every single time. Okay, let's go to number seven. Number seven is one that I love to talk about. It's one of my favorites. It's the hippo. If you have a hippo culture, does anyone know what the hippo is? If you're constantly looking for the highest paid person's opinion, if you have a subject matter expert, a chief architect, a business leader, an executive for crying out loud, a C-level executive, even worse, if you're always seeking the highest paid person's opinion and everyone else hushes until that person speaks, then you're not in an environment of psychological safety. You're not practicing radical candor communication and you're not getting the ability to work with autonomy. Everything breaks down when you get a hippo culture. So you need to make sure you're eliminating the hippo culture, that you're focused on what you can do to provide value and that you're, you're, you're providing a learning loop where you're, you're pivoting once you learn something and making adjustments and not just always listening to what the highest paid person, highest paid person has to say. Okay. And let's go to number eight. And this is an interesting one too. 
if you see in your company that your talent management or human resources department is ignoring agility altogether, that's probably a sign it's not going to work. Because if the people who are involved in people management don't have an idea of how agility impacts the culture in the organization, if they don't know what true business agility is, how on earth are they going to recruit, manage, and discuss compensation and benefits, handle training, et cetera, for all these individuals? They're not going to know how to do this. Uh, if you recruit people with the promise that you're an agile company and they discover that it's lipstick on a pig, they're going to run. You're going to lose good people. So what you need to do is you need to make sure that, and I know this sounds crazy, but that your talent management organization, that your people management, your, your individuals and teams, whatever you call them, right, that they understand business agility and that they're practicing it in their recruiting aspects, that they know what it is, they're writing solid requirements for hiring, and, and we need to make sure we're getting good quality people. There's nothing worse than someone just checking a box to make sure, okay, do you have this certification? Great. What about this one? You know, on the surface, that might sound like a good idea. But you could get someone who's a rocket scientist PhD with every certification on the planet. If they have no communication skills, they're going to flip and fail. It's just that's the way it is. So with that being the case, I think it's important for you to focus on these areas. But I don't want you to lose sight that in the end, your goal should be how are we going to create a culture of agility that promotes psychological safety and radical candor communication? If you can ask that question and you can write down some bulleted statements, and if you can establish this as part of your Agile Center of Excellence and your team working agreement, that's going to help you really zoom in on what's most important about Agile. That's going to do it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a question, comment, concern, or a topic you want us to discuss, learn more at AgileDad.com. We'd love to hear from you. As always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay Agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care. Thank you.